everyone, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast. We certified high women are getting you this week. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an update. Erica! What's good? What's happening? What's popping? How you feeling? I feel so relaxed. And you know why. Because you got your bonnet on in my <laughs> living room. No. <laughs> she called me out to the world. The world. Erica, no, she literally showed up and like said it with her bonnet on. I said, did she start dark outside? <laughs> Look. But she came with some wine, so I'm going to let her slide. First of all, thanks for calling me out. That's you not are- what I was going to say. <laughs> I said I'm relaxed. I just came back from a cruise. She Bam. Did. Bam. So I went on a cruise. My BFFs. Um, 30th birthday celebration. Woo-hoo. Shout out to my friend Tag if she listens. Um, so yes, we went on a cruise five days to the Bahamas. Yeah. To Turks and Caicos. And I'm just not prepared for the reality that I'm that I had to go back to work today. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm not prepared. But we had an amazing time. That's good. The islands were beautiful, drank out of coconuts. I was just living my whole life. You were. And now I'm back. Um listen. <laughs> What's up with you? Nothing. So I've actually just planned the rest of my trips for the remainder of the year. What? So yes. So, so where are we going? <laughs> Erica's actually not going with me in the fall. I'm not. No. You're going with me for my birthday though. Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. So that will be, be to be determined. But so two of my really good friends um, that I'm still friends with in since undergrad, we are going to the happiest place on earth. What? Disney! <laughs> yeah. Yay! I got invited on the family trip because that's my... I got like three families. Erica family, my family. Bria's family, my family. In other words, we the plugs. <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, I just got extended families. So we're going to Disney. Um, then me and my other best friends, we are going to Toronto Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Uh, we've been trying to go for two or three years. So it's lit. We in that hoe. I don't know why I say hoe. We in Dallas. Um... <laughs> If you're not in Dallas, you won't understand the language. <laughs> we'll pray at the end, so we just gonna pray. Sorry, Erica about to say green over. No, and it's my fault. And it's stronger than I thought. Hey, that sangria didn't say ho. First of all, it barely got no alcohol. What? <laughs> Lies. Anyway. You're not, you're not hot. No. <laughs> First of all, you had his mink coat on, so that's why. I do not have a mink coat on. Erica's so dramatic. Anyway. <laughs> But, and then me and Erica, uh, in two weeks, we're going to Atlanta. ATL, shout And then, um, Essence Fest is taking all our money. Man. Let me tell you, I'm wowing all the way Man. out. Man. Fourth year in a row, Erica, I swear to God, I'm wowing Man. out times a thousand. We gonna have to. I'm getting on the plane drunk. We making shirts. <laughs> we getting drunk. We using all the amenities in the, in the we expensive hotel. Pictures. We taking pictures on the rooftop, bitch. <laughs> like... I'm taking everything. I'm about to get on y'all nerves on IG, so. I'm taking the pins at the front desk. <laughs> the towels, the Let's, lotion. I'm talking to every person in there asking them a question. Man, I love New Orleans, first of all. I just, I will always, that's somewhere I will always go. Like, it's such a cool city. And then we're going to the Pinky Promise Conference after we wild out in New Orleans. <laughs> we're going to pray. Um, we're going to bring it down and pray. <laughs> we're going to act like women of God. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, that's in Miami. Yeah. So Miami's always good. That is going to be fun. It's going to be hot. Yeah. We went to my. We had went to Miami for New Year's one time. Y'all, Bruh. if you've never been in New Year's in Miami, Bruh. do it. Yes. We had, it was so random that we went, but we had so much Fun. And tell them who we saw on the beach. We saw Shamar Moore. Boing. 
queen. Is, listen, how old is he? Like 45? I don't care. He is queen. So, shout out to Bria because she listens. Um, <laughs> I'm calling her out. Hey, Bria. <laughs> so, we were all there. Me, Erica, Bria, and my friend Jim. Because I had wanted to go to celebrate graduating grad school. Like, that was my gift to myself. So, we were on the beach, chilling, and I wasn't paying attention, but apparently Shamal Moore walked past us. Fine. And Bria was like, if he walks past us again, I'm going to get his attention. With his shirt off. Listen, that baby, 40-some. Man. And fine as fuck. Man. Listen, and he was so nice. So, about two, excuse me, 10 or 15 minutes later, Bria takes out running. I thought he was behind us directly. First of all, he was on the other side of the beach. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the other side of the beach, he and was. Bria took off running. I don't know if you know, but it's hard to run in sand. It is. So then Erica took off running after <laughs> Bria, and me and Jen sitting there looking at each other like. I couldn't keep up with Bria. She was gone. And then me and my friend Jen were looking at each other like, I guess we better get up. So we started halfway running. But listen, he really stopped walking because he saw Bria chasing him. <laughs> <laughs> listen, he really did. He saw her. He did. So he stopped it acted like he was doing something and so by the time me and jen caught up out of breath he was just like how are he was like how are y'all but he was literally so nice he was so sweet he was so polite and the muscles listen he took pictures with each of us first of all you can't be running out there with your shirt off and not get noticed that man is he looks just as good as he does on tv that man is fine and he was super nice he was Mm-hmm. But I just want to let y'all know, like, I run after my goals like Bria ran after <laughs> Shamal Moore. Because that baby chased him down. I really thought he was behind us, but he was across the whole beach. I said, you know what, 2018 is going to be a good year. <laughs> and Erica really tried to keep up. Me and Jen didn't even try. We was like, fuck it. I was like, Bria gone, I'm gone. <laughs> we had just got through having breakfast. We had had a couple margaritas. Yes. A bitch was full. Yes. So, I mean, New Year's for Miami is good, but we are going back. Um, in July. Yes, I'm excited. With Bria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's get into our first segment of the show. So, it's our dating and relationship segment. So, this is where we really get candid Ooh. on dating Ooh. and relationships. Ooh. Don't hold back, Shelby. Do I ever? <laughs> <laughs> no, you never do. <laughs> um, so, there's a question. Okay. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay. So, let's talk about red flags. Okay. okay. So, what are some red flags or things that people should be aware of when dating? So, okay. <clears throat> I think when you're dating someone and you're talking to someone, I feel like you have to take whatever that person says and does in face value. Yes, Lord. I think that's the biggest red flag of mm-hmm. everything in dating. <laughs> I feel like as women, sometimes, we make up excuses for men, bruh, for like example, like oh he didn't mean it like that, or he didn't know, yes, he did. or yes, he, he did. was nervous. No, you gotta take he whatever he say and do for face value. If he ain't calling you, he don't want to talk to nope. you. If he ain't texting you, he ain't thinking about he's you. Taking somebody else, he uh-huh. really is. <laughs> if he's not like if he's not doing what you want him to do or what he said he's gonna do, you gotta take his lying ass and say that at like face value. Yes, I was gonna say along the lines of if it's not. If he's not consistent, mm. that is a red flag. I mean, he could be consistent with not calling you. Yeah. But to me, that's inconsistent. If he's not um, making plans yeah. with you. If this, I'm talking about the dating say Like, you're not, like, in a full-fledged relationship. Because, honestly, the red flag should be determining if you're going to be 
yeah. in this full-fledged relationship. So just dating, like, the red flags would be if he's not consistent. Yeah. Um, If he's not taking you out or making plans or trying to, not calling you, red flag. Like, it's all about your standards from the beginning. If you don't have standards, then you're going to take everything and nothing's going to be a red flag. Right. Um, Because, I mean, honestly... There's people have their different standards. That's fine, but that's where you need to start for yourself. Yeah, is what are my standards? If I want this man to call me and he's not calling me, red flag. But if I don't care if he texts and that's all he do, then that wouldn't be a red flag for me. Yeah. But for me, you need to call me because how are we gonna talk if I never hear your voice or hear your the tone that you talk with? Yeah. Texts can get like misconstrued. Yeah. So those would be the major ones for me. Like, if you ain't consistent and you ain't calling and you ain't trying to make plans, then that tells me yeah, you're not really serious about trying to date me. Yeah. And next, so. I agree. I agree with everything you said. And definitely, does he say, a red flag for me is like, do you do what you say you're going to do? Bruh. Like, are you putting action behind <laughs> your words? Like, I'm the type, you can ask Erica, like, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. If I want to go somewhere, I'm going to go. If I tell Erica, hey, let's meet at El Phoenix tonight at 6, I'm going to beat her. I mean it. I'm putting some action behind it. If I tell Erica, hey, let's get drinks. Drinks on me. I mean it. I put some action behind it. And I'm it. there because drinks on her. Um, Listen, I don't say that very often. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, if you're not putting action behind the words that you're telling me, I'm going to assume that you're a liar and fake as fuck, and I don't have time for it. Yeah. Like, that's a red flag to me. Another red flag to me is, like, I like to talk. And... But, like, I can talk to you, but not open up to you. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, a red flag to me is if I'm talking to you and I'm sharing something with you, but you're not understanding anything I'm saying. You're not taking in any information. You don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, you just in this, like, you're just in this for the, in this for the game. So, that's definitely a red flag for me. Another red flag for me is I'm very particular. Like, when I first meet a guy, like, I love to talk, but I'm very, like, inquisitive, like, when I first met a guy, like, I'm just trying to study you and figure you out. So, I pick up on everything. And I think definitely, I guess, I don't know how to see if it's a red flag, but I would definitely say, you know, have your red flag, you know, bumpers up. But, like, pay attention to his attitude. Mm-hmm. Like, pay attention to he listening to you. Does he call you? Does he text you? Does he do what he says he's going to do? Does he open the door for you? Like, can he repeat what you just said? Is he into, does he try to do the things that you're into too? Not just what he's into, but does he try to make an effort to be into the things that you're interested in and talk to you about the things that you're interested in? Like, does he tip the waiter? Is he mean to people? Is he rude to people? Does he open the door for you? How does he talk to his mama? How does he talk to the women in his life? How does he talk to his friends? Like, I pick up on everything because everything is to me is either good or red flag and another red flag for me is we playing flag football up in here <laughs> okay so <laughs> another red flag for me would be excuses okay Listen. do not come to me with excuses because i feel like excuses are i'd rather for you to be straightforward because i'm a straightforward type of person especially when I'm dating like if I don't like something you gonna know (laughs) but I just feel like that's important to especially early on in dating if he's already giving you excuses I mean there's nothing wrong with like 
you know, you had plans and something happened. That's cool. But if it's consistently doing that and there's always an excuse on why he didn't do something, why he didn't show up, why he didn't call you, why he didn't call you back, why he didn't text you back, why he watching your stories, like... Sounds like a sorry excuse for a man, but you didn't ask me. So I just don't like excuses because I don't, I don't want to have to deal with someone. I'm trying to date you, but you always telling me, oh, but this and oh, yeah. but that. Um, And I really like what you said about do you do what you say you're going to do? Listen. Because even if it's something small, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to call you back tomorrow, and then you don't call me back tomorrow. I'm pissed. Like, a lot of people be like, yeah, I'm going to call you back, and then they don't. But that could be like a family member. I don't care. But if it's somebody I'm dating, you're supposed to be a man of your word. Because if I tell you I'm going to call you back tomorrow, I'm going to call you back tomorrow. But if I say, if, but you would never have to worry about, am I not going to call you back? Yeah. Or fine. am I going to call you back? So, I just feel like there's a lot of red flags. Yeah, we can go on and <laughs> We can on. go on and on. We can on. play, like, like Erica said, flag football in this bitch. But, but I, I do <laughs> like what you said about, like, is he showing interest in you? I had dated this one guy in college, and it did not work out, obviously. But this man told me that he was intrigued by everything I did. I said, bro. <laughs> I said, where did you come from? I like the sound of that. Well, I probably would have been like, what? You intrigued by everything I do, like so. Like to me, that that was just so attractive to me because I honestly felt like at that time he really was interested in the things I like to do. Yeah, where I like to go, where I'm from. Like he really showed interest, and I can't stand yeah. when a guy only talks about himself and he does oh. not show the interest in you. Like it should be a mutual vibe, like yeah. not just you telling me everything you doing. Like yeah. you have no idea. Like, I agree. Can I even chew my food? Like. I mean, you need to know these things. <laughs> Where did that come from? I'm just saying, like, you don't know the simple stuff about me. Yeah, I agree. Like, I always like to know, like, the little stuff about the person I'm dating. Like, you know, things that they like to do or things that make them mad or what makes them tick or what are their... Pres- you know, like, I like to know those things. Because I feel like a lot of times, like, when you're talking to somebody or dating somebody, like, I feel like a lot of times it can be one-sided. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, when I talk to somebody or I'm getting to know somebody, like, I want to know everything about you. I want to mm-hmm. know everything that you like to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest. Like, me, I'm not really into sports. I ain't never really been into sports. But I'm going to assume that when I date somebody, they're going to be really into sports. So I'm going to have to try to learn about sports to a certain degree so I can understand what's going on. Yeah. I'm fine with that. That's cool. But in return, like, I love to watch homework or, you know, do Random other stuff, like, I don't know, random stuff. Watch Hallmark? Yeah. <laughs> Watch Hallmark or just chill out or, you know, like, I would just, um, I say that, I would just say, like, I would just want whoever I'm dating to try to do yes. some of the things that I'm doing if I'm trying to do some of the things that they're doing. Yes. And I feel like another red flag is if a person doesn't care enough to meet you where you're at or to Mm -hmm. spend time with you on your level yes because obviously like you're not gonna want to do everything that they want to do yeah it's a sacrifice yes but if i knew it would make him happy exactly i'm gonna put a smile on and i'm gonna go to the game or whatever it is we trying to do it should be a mutual thing and maybe i'll like it once i understand it Mm -hmm. and maybe he'll like hallmark once he watches the movies i don't know about that Um. you know you're (laughs) supposed to be on my side And you tripping, I'm about to tell you, know you how, my apartment. You know how I feel about Hallmark. I love Hallmark. That's just an example. That's just one This is thing. how opposite we are, because she loves Hallmark, and I love Lifetime. There's right. two different types of But movies. I do watch Snap, though. <laughs> See? Listen. <laughs> but anyway. If you ever need somebody to find somebody, I got you. 
But yeah, so the red flags, it it's just it all starts with what your standard yeah. is. Because I just feel like it's necessary to have your standards or you just gonna just take anything yeah. from anybody and Yeah. And definitely just take things at face value. Whatever he doing or whatever she doing. That's what he's doing. It. That's what they doing. <laughs> they didn't call you, they don't want to talk to you. He didn't call you. He didn't make plans. He didn't he make plans. Bitch. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just joking. Whoa. Maybe he went to church. <laughs> hey, there be some hoes at church. Um, so listen, no, for real. No, for real. What? Listen. Um, <laughs> remember I told you. Okay, side note. We always get in our side notes. I went to church this past Sunday. Forgive me, Lord, for lusting after this man. But he was so fine sitting next to me. It's like when you see a fine man at church, you be like, Jesus, where he been? I said, Jesus, is this him? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you're not. But I was with my family, and so we're walking out. My daddy, like my daddy, he messed it he up. He just totally just just blocked the game. And so basically, we get outside. He done found somebody to talk to. But she had on, like, something that you would wear to the club or brunch or happy hour. Jesus did say, come as you are. He did. The of the Lord. But he followed her right over there. So I was like, dang, and I had on some jeans. I was showing nothing but neck. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is why I lost. <laughs> so, now your daddy was blocking. Yeah, my dad, he probably saved me from a heartache. So, <laughs> thank you, dad. Hey, because I would have found him. <laughs> no, for out of all my friends, like, if my friends need to find somebody, on social media, I can find them. I have no. He was by himself. He had his Bible. He. I we could have found. We him. shared communion. <laughs> Erica, go to the next question. <laughs> okay. Okay. What's our next question? Uh, the journey. Okay. So, the journey is where we talk about just our experiences on building all things melanin. So, the question is: What steps do you take to turn an idea into a reality? So, like, what steps did we take to start All Things Melanin? Okay, so, when we first started, we had, just kind of rehashing the story, um, we had always knew, or we had this feeling that we were supposed to do something together. And we had this feeling probably about a few months before we actually created All Things Melanin. Yeah. So, then we went to Essence, and I had, like, this aha moment, but I didn't tell Erica about the aha moment. Until after Essence, and I said, hey, and I'm real dramatic, y'all. So I text Erica, I was like, hey, I got to talk to you about something, but I'll talk to you to, I'll talk to you about it tomorrow. And she was like, okay. <laughs> and so I told, because Erica has certain things that she wants to do, and I have certain things that I want to do. But I was like, you know, we should create, I was like, you know, I want to create something where we can be where we can put a little bit of positivity in such a negative saturated market um i feel like there's so much negativity in the world there's so much meanness and hatred and bigotry and all that different stuff in the world but like i don't feel like there's a lot of positive sometimes influences of like for women of color for people of color for entrepreneurs or just people in general and like one thing that we always said that we want on our platform to be is like even if you look at something that we've done and even if only for a moment it makes you happy or it makes you inspired. That's our goal. Yeah. So once Erica was like, and Erica was just like, cool, let's do it. So one of the things, and correct me if I'm wrong, so one of the first things that we did is, A, we set up a meeting <laughs> together. Yeah. And we sat down and we hashed out every single idea that we had. And the one thing that I liked about that we did that, nobody's idea was stupid. Nobody's idea was dumb. And we weren't. 
I guess, mean towards each other's ideas. Like, I know that's little, but I've seen people do that. So we hashed out everything. And if we and if we couldn't agree on it, we tossed it out. So we went over all the ideas, like our purpose, our mission, what we wanted to do, and what we wanted that to include, our short-term goals, and our long-term goals. Yep. Then we wrote down all of the names that we thought we could be called, y'all. We had such a long list. We did. But, and then we narrowed it down to all things mountain. Once we narrowed down the names, we narrowed down what our platform was going to look like and what that was going to include when we launched. And then we picked a launch date. Yes. And we stuck to it. <laughs> we did. Um, because if you don't have a date to your goal, it's just a wish, in my opinion. So Listen. we set September 15th as the date. And then we had already started our um, social media pages. And we went for it. We and did. that's the main thing. It's like reality is always changing. Yeah. So don't think you have to have every single thing, every single idea fleshed out before you start. Because if that happens, you'll never start. Yeah, <laughs> Your idea will never be a reality. So I think what was important for us is that we already had the idea in place, but we said, okay, September 15th, this is when we're going to post. And we started posting like little teasers, like coming soon and stuff yeah. like that. And then we did it. And we kept improving and improving and improving. And now our reality is totally different than the initial. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say totally, but I feel like maybe just a little bit more elaborate than yeah. the first it idea. Then we start that we started, and that's okay. Yeah. That that is showing growth. Like yeah. you shouldn't still be in the same place you were when you first had that idea. Yeah. So I feel like um, for us to just initially already have like a a feeling that or instinct that we should do something together. I feel like that was like two months before you even we even went to Essence Fest. Yeah. And then you had your aha moment, your epiphany, and yeah. then that was what in July, and then we didn't even launch until. Yeah. September and one thing it can be very scary to put something out there and not know how people are going to receive it yeah. but trust me people are going to receive it the people that are supposed to receive it are, are going, going to, to receive, receive it. it so don't let that stop that idea from the reality and another thing is when you feel like you don't know where to start you don't know what to do you don't know how this idea can be a reality Take it, like, step by step. Yeah. I feel like that's what we did. Because our, our main, like, how we really see all things melanin in the future, Yeah, that cannot stop us from starting back in September yeah. 2017. You got to start somewhere. You have to start. Start now. With yeah. whatever idea you have, put it out there. Because I know that it can be intimidating when you have such huge ideas and your reality doesn't match where you're trying to go. For sure. But that's what the journey is. So... Don't say I didn't tell y'all. Um, it's a marathon, not a sprint. That that is a that's gonna be a motivation Monday quote. <laughs> <laughs> She's serious. No, I'm serious. I'm running out of um things. Um, <laughs> no, but serious. That's a good. It it really is a uh, sprint. I mean marathon. Did you say marathon? I said marathon. Okay, it's a marathon. Okay, so anyways, <laughs> let's continue to the um, mentor moment. This is where we give our advice on. A question that we were asked so the question is um how do you deal with a friend that switched up on you bruh i cannot um uh i would say now at this point in my life it is what it is Facts. does it make sense like i just feel like 
I'm at a point in my life where I don't have time to waste energy. I don't want to say on people that don't matter, but people that don't matter to the purpose of my life. Like, I can't waste energy on you when I can waste energy on furthering my career, furthering our brand, putting into my family, putting into my friends, putting into people that are investing in me, that are loving on me, that are encouraging me, and that are pumping me up. I will say that I don't, as you know, like, I don't think anybody does, but I really hate any type of confrontation. Yeah. I just don't like it. Yeah. And I'm the type of person that if I feel some type of way, more than likely, I'm not going to say anything. Um, I'm going to just let it ride. But I think for me, um, I think for me, like, when, for instance, like, when I got out of high school and then I got into college and then, you know, got out of college, I feel like uh, when I was in college and, you know, I started to become an adult, I feel like a lot of people switched up on me. Like, period. I feel like it was because of a number of reasons. Like, first and foremost, I changed. And I grew and I developed. And then I think a lot of people, you know, look at me or judge me on who I was or not, and not who I am now. But I'm continually changing. I think now, like, when people switch up on me, I, for me, I realize it's not about me. It's about them. Like, I can't help it if you don't like who I am now or you can't relate to who I am now or you have a problem with who I am now. Like, I work goddamn hard. To be where I am and I'm continuing to work hard to be where I'm going to be. So if you can't keep up or if you got a problem or you feel like you want to switch up and get an attitude, God bless you. Yeah. Like, that's all I can say. Like, I feel like back in the day, it used to really hurt my feelings because I used to think that I had to bring everybody with me that I've been, quote, rocking with when those people have been putting holes in my boat. When those people have been trying to seek me, to bring me down, to talk about me. And it's crazy that when people switch up on you, they try to attack your character. They try to attack who you were. You know what I mean? I've had people that, like, I thought would ride with me till the wheels fell off. Like, try to attack my character, try to assassinate me, try to do, like, all these different things to me when all I've ever done, you know, was love them. And even though I didn't do that back to them. One thing I just taught myself is I still want to see you win, but you're not going to win with me. You're not going to eat off my plate. and You're not going to be on my party in my boat. So back in the day, it really would have hurt my feelings. But now I charge it to the game because I don't have the time or the energy. Amen, sister. But (laughs) no, I agree with everything that you said. And sometimes I feel like when a friend switches up on you, that's really God revealing you to me. Listen, their character. He is revealing this person to you. So it ain't necessarily they're switched up on you. And on another perspective to this question, I feel like um, people, sometimes when I'm growing and developing, like you were saying, people think I switched up. Yeah. And I'm like, I've been the same as far as like how like I treat people yeah. and how humble I am. Like I don't, I haven't switched up in that way. But if people treat me like I switched up when really it's, it's rooted in everything that has to do with them. Like maybe they're yeah. have some envy towards yeah. me because they see me doing this, that, and the other. Not yeah. and then be like, oh, well, Erica switched up. No, maybe I just don't want to be affiliated with the dumb stuff y'all doing. I'm not listen, trying to do that dumb stuff no listen. more. Like I'm trying to be something. Did y'all catch that? Did y'all catch it? Because so I feel like when people think try to make it seem like you switched up on them. Yeah. Don't let anybody make you feel like you switched up when you know that you're doing, you're being a better person for yourself, yeah, or for your family or for yeah. your children, whatever your situation is. But 
I don't like it when it's rooted out of envy or yeah. jealousy. And you, now you want to say, well, Erica don't talk to me no more. We don't, we ain't friends no more. Some people just want to stay connected to you to see where you're going to be at. Listen. And I don't, I don't want to, like you said, people putting holes in your boat. I don't have time for people to be in my boat that are going to make us sink. Yeah. And so if you think I switched up on you, that's fine. I have not switched up on anybody. I, I don't have any hatred towards anyone. Yeah. I haven't been close to certain people like from years past, but that's because we eventually grew. And I probably ain't the one to give y'all advice about should you have a conversation with this person if they Shin. switched up on you <laughs> or anything. Because a lot me, you got one time to show me. Oh, and and I'm done. She is <laughs> done. I've so I've seen it because I used to be friends with this one particular person since the ninth grade since I was 13 14 years old and we probably stopped being friends like at the age of 27 and so it was really it was really hurtful that we stopped being friends but it was because like I said again God revealed her to me yeah and if you pray for fr- for God to reveal your f- true friends and the people around you, trust me. Better be ready for that. Yes, he's going to show you, and it's probably going to be in some dramatic way. Listen. <laughs> so be ready to receive it. Yeah. Um, so it was hurtful that I wasn't friends with her, and it was just a lot of hurt and pain in the midst. So I will say that I wasn't proud of how I handled it because I just literally went off and blocked her for my whole life. Like, just cussed yeah. out, was done. And that's not the right way to do it, especially if you've been friends for that long. Yeah. But when your emotions get into it, that's when it's like kind of foggy to figure out, okay, should we work this out? Or is this really like a situation that needs to be done with? Yeah. But I think, but you know, I think people switch up on you because I think that sometimes when God starts elevating you, they can't handle it. You know what I mean? And I feel like, (laughs) I'm just going to say this right now. Like, God, y'all has been so good to, first and foremost, both of us. Amen. God has been, and I was, talk, I was talking to Erica about this. Um, I talk about to this. We talk about this a lot. But I was telling her just about some things recently that God really blocked and kept me from that. At first, when it was happening, I was really upset with, you know? Yeah. But when I saw what he was doing, like, I got it. And sometimes when God favors you, and Bruh. like, first of all, God's favor has nothing to do with anything that we do. <laughs> nothing. God's favor and grace has everything to do with how good of a God he is. Preach. When God starts favoring you in your life, and he favors the call that you have in your life, and he starts moving you and protecting you and elevating you, like Erica says, people will get jealous, people will get mm-hmm. envious, and people will really show up and act your colors. Like, I was friends with somebody that I thought I would be friends with forever, and they showed their ass like they showed their true colors and i think sometimes like when we were saying like when people switch up on you a lot of times it's not about you it's about like their flaws and their self-esteem and what they're going through in your life and so i've had to realize that when god's favoring me and what he's doing for in my life like i can't help it that you don't like what god's doing in my life so you feel like you got to treat me different or switch up on me. Like that has everything to do with you and not anything to do with me. Yes. Because there are seasons in my life where I'm not winning, but my friends are winning and I'm so happy for them. But I think it's so sad and pitiful and desperate when someone can't clap for you, but you were the, your biggest, you were their biggest cheerleader. Mm-hmm. You have done everything that you can do. You give them the clothes off your back, the last penny you got. And I think sometimes we get so upset when people show us, 
their character when we really need to be clapping that we saw their character so we don't take them with us to the next stage in our life. Because the reality is sometimes you can't take people with you to the next stage of your life because you won't be successful in that stage if they're there with you. Exactly. Some people are really only supposed to be seasonal people in your life. Like, everybody's not supposed to be a lifetime person. Bruh. There are very few people that are lifetime people, like, in your life. I think we got to start learning how to discern what a lifetime person is and a seasonal person is. Bruh. I think we really need to learn how to take the lessons of a seasonal person and wish them well. I tell people all the time, like, if you're not in my life, I wish you well. I love you, but you're just not going to eat with me. You're not going to excel with me. Like, you're not going to be on my party bus with <laughs> me. Period. And that's okay. Like, yes. you don't, we don't have to be friends for you to excel. We don't have to be friends for me to love you and to cheer for you. Like, there's just something about you that's toxic to my life that doesn't combine with me being successful. And, there have been times where I have tried to hold on to people. You can ask Erica. There have been times where I've tried to hold on to people. And God made it very clear that she got to go. He yeah. got to go. And God did something. God does dramatic stuff for me because I'm dramatic to where I literally just have to cut the cord. Yeah. And so I said all that to say that when people switch up on you, like, you got to learn how to get in your prayer closet and pray to God and ask God, is this his will? Is this person for your life? And if God tells you no, you need, sometimes you're going to have to walk away with no closure. Yes. Sometimes you're just going to have to ask for discernment. Sometimes you're just going to have to distance yourself. But sometimes somebody switching up on you is the blessing you didn't know you needed to get to the next step in your life. Well, that was a word, so we could just <laughs> leave right now. Um, Good night. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> no, that is so like that is that is a word because what you said about closure is don't feel like don't feel bad if you just have to totally ghost on them and don't feel bad. Don't think you always have to have a conversation with this person. You don't. Most of the time, the big dramatic thing that they have done to you was like the icing on the cake. They have been doing little yeah. stuff along the way. You just haven't been able to see it. Yeah. And if someone leaves your life, that's because they're meant to leave. They walk out of your life, let them walk. You should have the gift of goodbye Bye. and move on with your life. Like yeah. we're saying it like it's easy, but we've it's been not. through it. Individually we have different times where we've been through this and so it's not easy at all. Sometimes you don't understand like why did this person <laughs> have to treat me like that? Yeah. Why did this friendship not work? I thought we was gonna be friends forever. No, if you're praying for the right people to be around you, be prepared for the answer. Listen, I'm just saying. We just preach that. I mean, I we need to get paid for this. Pre- <laughs> <laughs> so, why don't we leave them with um, some words of encouragement? Pastor. Okay. Well, I got to <laughs> be a pastor. Pastor Shelby. <laughs> okay, so our words of encouragement. Um, before we do that, thank you all for listening. If you have any um podcast topic definitely slide in our dms or email us um we definitely want to take into account whatever y'all want to hear if you like this episode please rate us and share it um and tag us on social media so our words of encouragement are coming from first samuel 17 49 first starting with the 49 first um and it's coming from the story um where david defeats goliath um david put his hands in the bag took out a stone slung it and hit the Philistine on his head, forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell face down to the ground. David defeated the Philistine with a sling and a stone. So, um, if you know the story, if you don't, um, 
David is just, you know, an ordinary person, human being, different things like that. And he went up to battle or to fight this giant, um, Goliath. Um, and before battle, they tried to put David in all of this armor and give him all of these different equipment and different things like that, that pretty much overpowered him. But obviously just, I'm giving y'all like the Adonis version. So just give me all the summary, <laughs> the cliff note version. So read it for yourself. Um, but he took all of that off and different things like that. So basically, he reached in his bag, he took a song, he slung it, and it hit the foot, and it hit Goliath in the forehead, and he fell dead. When I think of this story, I think of this. Sometimes we think that when we go into certain battles in our life, we feel like we have to have the answer. Or we feel like we have to have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. And... I equate that to them putting all of that extra armor on David that overpowered him. But sometimes we got to take off all of that armor and just have the slingshot, which means sometimes we just have to walk into the situation and trust God, whether yep. that's your relationship, whether that's your career, or whether that's your personal life. Like, sometimes we have to trust God and go into it with our slingshot or with nothing but God because so when we overcome the situation, we understand that it had nothing to do with us, but everything to do with God. Yes. Like maybe God is putting you in situations in your life so that when you come out on top of it, the only explanation that you can give is that God delivered you, God came through, and yep. God pulled through. Like maybe that's supposed to be your testimony that you're supposed to give to other people. Maybe that's supposed to hurt other people. So don't worry about when you go in a storm like, how much equipment do you have? How shoulders are you? When your back is against the wall, don't worry about who got your back. Don't worry about how many people are on your team or how many people are rooting for you. Like, a thousand people can be against you, but if God is for you, no man can be against you. If God is for you, it don't matter who's against you. If God is for you, like, you're going to come out on top. And I think that when we go into the battles of our lives or when we go into work every day or when we come home to our spouse every day or when we look at our kids every day or whatever the giant is in our life, like, sometimes when you're looking at your giant, like, whatever it is, you're like, man, like, God, like, you know, like, how am I going to overcome this? Like, what am I going to do, you know? Like, think about it. You've tried everything. You've tried to logically fix it. You cry. You pray. You've done on your knees. You scream. You didn't ask your mom name, your granny name, the pastor name. But have you asked God? Have you took God in your storm yet with you? So when I think of this story, I think I think about it like this. Like, whatever season you are in your life and whatever your giant is, like, take your slingshot and your rock. And go into it and just know that God got your back and God got you covered. And when you come out on top of it, you'll realize you didn't need your mama them. You didn't need God them. You didn't need the whole HR department behind you because God had your back and God had already worked it out. But he just needed you to know who had your back and who was going to bring you through. Yes. Amen. When I think of this story, I think of intimidation. Oh, yeah. You may go into a situation and you say, well, God, I don't have the education. Or I don't have the, the same economic status. Yeah. Or I don't have the same experiences. Yeah. That doesn't matter. Like you said, you take your little rock and your little sh- slingshot, and God is going to give you the victory anyways. First of all, we already have it. I don't know why we operate like we don't already have the victory. Listen, 
We do. And so when I think of this story, it, it's a reminder. Like, if you're intimidated by any situation because you feel like you don't have yeah. the same armor that a giant would. Yeah. Or that somebody that you may feel is bigger than you or better than you or has more education or more money or whatever. Yeah. You can still go in there with the little bit you have because God is the one that's taking you there anyway. Listen. And that's all I got for y'all. Okay. Hate. Erica didn't <laughs> lean back, clean her wine glass with her bonnet. She hey, good. I'm gonna need you to stop calling me out on this podcast. I can't have nothing She gonna myself. get me out. Anyway, she gonna catch me sleeping one day. I am. Anyway, y'all, thank y'all so much for listening. We love y'all. Yes. Um, thanks for rocking with us. Bow your head, close your eyes. If you drive in, keep your eyes open and sway with us. Anyway, <laughs> Heavenly Father, we come to you as almost as we know how. Thank you for each and every person that has assembled to listen to our podcast. We pray that whatever the giant is in their life, that you would allow them to defeat it. We pray that you would know that they cannot be intimidated. We pray that you would let them know that, Lord Jesus, that everything that they are going through is bigger than them and is a purpose in their life. Let them know, Lord Jesus, that it's not about them, but it's about the assignment. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that you would allow them to defeat the giant in their lives and to overcome it, Lord Jesus, to have no fear, but to have faith. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.